Hi, and welcome to the Tough Fish Show. I'm your host, Jen Melius, and I'm so glad that you're here and can't wait to introduce to you Heidi Torres. Heidi Torres built connections at an early age when she studied at 12 schools and lived in three countries. She pursued a 15-year career in sales and progressively led and developed sales teams that spanned three states. After a promotion to human resources supervisor, she began overseeing the HR needs of over 200 employees. Torres then earned a BBA in HR management from Texas Women's University and became an SHRM certified professional and landed positions as an HR generalist and a talent acquisitions manager through networking. She serves on the Dallas HR board and attends the MBA program at West Texas A&M University. When not working, Torres volunteers with the Alzheimer's Association and enjoys spending time with her husband, rescue cats, and ducks. Let's dive into the pond and meet Heidi. Welcome to the Tough Fish Show. I am so excited to bring to you Heidi Torres. Heidi, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, Jen. I'm, I'm super excited to be here. <laughs> I'm so glad you are. And I would love for you to start with how did you get into writing? Kind of interesting. It's really started with the story of that old adage with people keep coming to you for something, then maybe you should do something about it. Okay. And so, <laughs> yeah, um, I decided to transition my career. So I went from sales uh, into HR. And the more I got into HR, the more I loved it. But at the same time, I was told that you really need to go back and get your degree. You need, you need certain things in order to really pursue this side of the career. And so I went back to school to get my degree. And when I was at school, go pioneers, TW, um, they said, you need to network. And I was like, okay, that's great that you're telling me this because you know it's sad to only have 42 LinkedIn connections for an HR person. <laughs> and but they didn't teach you how to network. And when I, you're like, well, you're in sales, you should know how to network. It was a totally different type of venue type of uh, things for, for networking or sourcing. It wasn't the same way. And okay, so I just did. I went out and I started going to every networking event. I went to professional events by myself, which was super scary. And people don't realize this is I'm actually an introvert. So it took a lot from between going to school and working and then going to these events. It was exhausting. Um, but slowly my connections were growing and, and I made a lot of faux pas. But as my connections and my uh, network was growing, people were saying, hey, how are you doing that? How are you doing that? And, you know, I would share, of course, what I'm doing and, and, and offer, you know, come with me if you want to come with me to these different events. Um, but they kept asking and I thought, okay, maybe I should do something about this. And one of my friends, Shannon Quiz, who is an author herself, um, she was actually part of this cohort. So I'm going to give a shout out to Eric Cluster, who's uh, the Creator Institute, helped her with her book. She wrote a, a wonderful fiction book. And I thought, I have a message. Maybe I could, he could help me share this message. So I reached out to him and he's like, yeah, I'm going to start this new cohort in September. Um, let's talk first. We'll see if you have a story to tell. Let's work telling. <laughs> 
And, and he loved it. He loved my story. Um, and he immediately was giving ways to improve what I could do, how I could share it. Um, through that, it actually went through his course. So he's actually a professor at Georgetown University. And so I went through his cohort class and got paired up with a wonderful develop and, uh, developmental inter editor. And she helped me really hone in on um, how to write because I'll be honest, I was not a writer. I'm it just, <laughs> I always wanted to be, mm -hmm. right? But um, I actually thought it'd be more like Shannon. I would like write, write this fiction book and be this bestseller or something. Never could find an ending. Just wasn't my, it wasn't my message. It wasn't my thing. So, um, but sharing how to do this, how to help others like me, you know, non-traditional students, new to career, introverts, um, how to, to really connect with people, that was a message. That was something I could do. And so I shared my stories. Um, I started researching. I interviewed over 100 people, just wonderful, amazing people that shared their time with me. And got it all pulled together. So that was actually kind of how I got into this. And now people are asking me, when's your next book? I'm like, oh, that's gonna be a walk. <laughs> that is awesome though. Cause what I heard was, was a few things here, actually. You talked about your, uh, the research piece but I also heard you alluding to who your target audience was. The, the fact that it was someone who was you a few years before that, you know, someone who was, like you said, new in this space, but also who was an introvert. And I love that you say that because I am too. <laughs> and there is something a little different about like how you do that because you don't, you might engage a little differently. And like you said, going to a networking event when you're by yourself, sometimes that can feel like, okay, what have I done to myself and how am I going to do this? And when you think about a writer or an author who's getting ready to go to a book signing, and maybe one that they've put together, it's their first one, that can feel a little, I mean, it's exciting, it's amazing. And in the same breath, that first one might feel like, uh-oh, <laughs> how do I go about this? So even what you're describing, this helps in all of those spaces. I think that that's amazing. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, it was, it was challenging. Um, I think it was like 10, 10 months, about 10 months of writing and research and then another month and a half of crew editing <laughs> it's a lot of editing uh, and then the layouts and then, you know, cover design. Um, I think off the air, we kind of talked about beta readers. I did have some amazing beta readers who, you know, helped. Some were just more like rah, rah, yay. And then the others were like, okay, you are sharing a lot of personal um, information. Do you want to do that? I mean, are you safe, feel safe in doing that? Do you want it forever out there? Because it will forever be out there, right? <laughs> and I was like, um, as I kind of shared with you, it's, you know, I am that open book and you can't hurt me with the truth. So I share my truth in that. And hopefully it will help others when they read the book to know where I come from a very authentic place that, um, you know, I'm sharing this. It's just not like I'm making this up. <laughs> it's, it's true. But I did put in a lot of hard work with that research. I, I mean, I talked with people who have thousands and thousands of connections, right? And they are amazing at what they do. And they're business leaders and community leaders um, who just really, yeah, shared their story and ways to, to be better at it. So 
That's really cool. So when you mentioned about the personal stories, how would you advise a writer who might be working on their own nonfiction where they're trying to, to share their own message they feel is worth telling, worth sharing, but they too have a personal story or four or 10, however many they want to have in their book, but they're trying to figure out one, is it the right story to share? And two, if they figure out that it might be, how do they work up the courage to do it? Because that is courageous to do. So what would you advise in those situations? Well, I feel like sometimes if, it is, if it's your personal story or there's people in your stories that are connected to it. So if there's people connected to it, you may want to get their say, a little bit of their say on, on how much is shared. Um, so in some of my stories, I did reach out to the people. I'm like, do you mind if I use your last name? <laughs> Cause I'm going to share this. Or would you prefer me just use your first name or a totally different name? Cause actually in one of my books, there was someone I just referred to as a name. And I say, I refer to this, we're going to just call, call this person so-and-so. <laughs> um, and it was because I didn't want to hurt that person. Right. I don't want anyone else to you know, assume the, their story or, or that part. I was really only sharing it from my side. So using an assumed name worked for that. Most of the people were like, yeah, go ahead, use my name, share whatever, you know, go for it. Um, and, and then love the fact that they were in the book. But how to choose? I, I would say you, does it tell what you want it to tell? So I used my beta readers and said, did you understand what I was trying to say? Or what did you think I was trying to say? <laughs> sometimes I would ask them that, right? It was like, what did you think I was trying to say? And, and sometimes it was on point and other like, they totally missed the point. So maybe I'm not explaining it the best way or maybe it just needed to be cut. Um, there were some stories and I actually realized totally after the fact that we did cut some stories um, and I didn't even realize we cut it. Like we cut it because it was trimming down and trying to get more concise. Um, you know, like this chapter is way too long. <laughs> you have like, you know, uh, I don't remember how many pages. They're like, there, there's too many words. You're, you got to trim the story. Okay. And then I remember just, just cutting it, right? And then a couple of times, apparently by my book, I put which is not in there now, but when I was writing my manuscript, the story twice <laughs> in two different sections. <laughs> and my editor is like, did we just talk about this in chapter six? I'm like, we did. <laughs> like, you know, um, so sometimes it's, it's a team. Sometimes it takes a team to really hone in on which stories are relevant, which are necessary. And and realizing, I thought there was this one chapter I was just sharing and I had like wrote it right furiously, just all this stuff. Didn't use not one word of it at <laughs> all. <laughs> My editor and I, when we got together, she was like, the, the, the chapter is called leveraging your network and you didn't leverage your network at all in this, <laughs> in this story. <laughs> And but, I'm like, oh. Well, and as an editor, there are times when I'll talk with my, my client, my person, and I'll realize, I think you needed to write this for you. This is not where this belongs in the book. 
let's go back and either let's put this to the side and let's try it this way or let's look at it this way doesn't mean it might not show up it might not be in this spot and it might not ever show up but you needed to write it a certain way to get the thoughts going or to just get it out and then realize is it on track so i i love that you did that and something that you shared um the way i'm kind of synthesizing this information really is that you really created your own network if you will between your all the betas that you worked with the publishing team you worked with your editor and so forth the, the designer for the cover for the layout for the publishing so what was it like creating that network and and basically applying your own guidance as you did this that you know it was really exciting so i my my author community i did set up on uh, like a private room uh, or group space on facebook and linkedin and they they were my beta readers. They were um, people who pre-ordered my book. So they were also those. Um, and it was really exciting to share that. And then they helped support me on social media. Uh, and we actually had our own little networking events. So we, during the writing process, we actually scheduled, and because it was COVID, um, it was via Zoom, right? So we scheduled, Facebook chats and Zoom chats and really talked about it. And we played games even, we what I call like net playing. So we even had like a little bingo game. We had scavenger hunt. It was, it was great. Um, and all connecting with people that would not have met otherwise, right? So I had people in New York City. I had people on the West Coast. I had people down in Florida and of course in you know Texas. And they were all in this one little chat and we're just communicating and they became friends like on the net friends right they became net friends um so yeah it was it was a lot of fun and i treasure all the people that i work with because they worked super hard on my writing journey um would not have been able to do it at all without them i mean and my husband was super supportive oh my goodness he used to be like are we ever going to have time for ourselves <laughs> <laughs> But to your point, a supportive spouse is a supportive partner, significant mm -hmm. other, that that person really makes such a big difference when you are working on a project like this. And yes. because there's so many things that you're processing, there's, it's not just the work that you're writing, it's also the, okay, now it's one thing for me to write it for me. It's one thing for me to have gotten a draft or two down that feels really good to me. It's another thing to involve an editor. It's another thing to then and realize that, especially when you're working with a developmental editor, they are engaging in a way that you almost kind of accept, I will have at least one or two more rewrites out of this, because that's what they are doing to help you structure and bring out this story. And then there's more pieces that come into play, but you can get this manuscript to a point, and then you're going to get this out into the world. So having that supportive person, it makes mm -hmm. such a big difference. And, and if it's not your your spouse, your significant other, having someone who can celebrate that with you, who can be there to encourage or be there to listen is so crucial and so important to have. I, I love that you said that. Yes, my my husband has been, I mean, every, he with every milestone. So we, even when we got greenlit for the first section and then, then greenlit for the second section and um, and just helping out. <laughs> and he's, hor he's horrible at like, cameras and stuff like that. So when I ask him to try and take a picture or record something, he tries, tries really hard. Um, 
and, and so we're like in Zoom and I, he was actually one of my, I call him my tech support when we invited one of our beta readers who, bless her heart, was just not very tech savvy, couldn't get in the call. Like, <laughs> and he was on the phone and he was like working with her to get her on the call. And it was great. I mean, it turned out well, but he became my little tech person and his sporting and every milestone he was there. And just, you know, he's, I know he's been super proud and of me and, and, um, just really interestingly enough, he's, I remember the first time I read my introduction was actually at the kind of our networking community with the beta readers and he had not heard it. He had not read it or heard it. And he was like, almost in like tears and he's not a very sentimental Aww. person he's a romantic but it's not really a sentimental person um and so he was like I have no idea that you shared this like or you know that this really kind of impacted you like this way and we're like yeah you know marry 30 years and <laughs> you're still learning <laughs> but I love that though because I mean and to your point, then that just extends that into showing the appreciation for your for your team, whomever is part of your team. So back to your significant other, your spouse, your that cheerleader, that that your BFF type of thing, your editor, your your beta readers, all of these people, this team, this village. <laughs> One of my clients talked about it really takes a village to bring a book together. And so you're just you're just in, you're basically validating that, enhancing that. Um, I would love for you to talk a little bit about for an author who's published their book, for instance, and they want to get out and they want their book shared. Do you have some suggestions based upon your expertise that would that could be shared with our listeners as to how they might get out there themselves to get their book out into the world to now that it's published, how do they start networking to help create visibility for their books or have book signings and, and does it change really between a more you know virtual world versus an in-person world social media <laughs> um so the other part of of networking and and i before writing the book and before transitioning my career i was not a social media person I mean, I'll admit it, I, I had a Facebook, but it was strictly for family, right? It was, you know, very close friends. Um, and I kind of said like before, I only had 42 LinkedIn connections initially. <laughs> so sad. Not sad for, I mean, for an HR person, it's really sad. And just, so if you're, if you only have 42, it's okay. I'm just telling you, but if you're HR and you have 42, you might want to work like, <laughs> you want to get my book. And, uh, um, but there is, I mean, so now, it, you know, we kind of, kind of joke, I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on Facebook, publicly Facebook, I'm on Instagram, I'm on um, YouTube and Twitter. Uh, and at one time I got banned from TikTok, but I'm back on TikTok again. <laughs> That's a whole other story. <laughs> Not a bad story, just if you ever have multiple accounts on TikTok and try and merge them, it doesn't work. That's all I'm going to say. <clears throat> and so, yeah, sharing your story because people actually really do want to hear your story and trying to have a very um, central message, a very single message when you brand yourself all across your flat platforms will help. 
And I, I tell this even to job seekers, right? That you need to brand yourself because you're trying to get the message out there that you're looking for work. Or in this case, if you're trying to network or build your, you know, a, a, an audience for your book, you still have to have that branding. You have to share that and it needs to be consistent. So on my various platforms, you will actually see, yes, my book, but you'll see the same coloring for the most part. You'll see the same titles. You'll see uh, trying to use the same handle, the same channels um, for the different ones. All of that is very, and even on my website, and, that, and this is kind of weird. I actually have two websites. So I have one very HR and then I have another one um, and I'm trying to merge the two. So I haven't quite finished. So I'm not gonna share that. <laughs> I'm not going to share the other website yet, but again, trying to merge that message together um, so that it's consistent. But uh, yes, trying to trying to get it out there, share it, and then not only that because it's really not all about you. It's about who you're trying to help or what your message is trying to cover or your books. So reach out to other people who are in the same boat or in this, you know, sharing the same message and commenting on them liking their post, um, building that connection with them will ultimately help you. And I, I kind of go that route in my book as far as talking about serving others. So my the, the, the O and S right, is opportunities to serve. When you champion another cause or champion something else, it's always easier to network that way than if you're just like, hey, look at me and do it all about me and, and no. <laughs> No one wants to hear that. But right. if you're like, hey, how can I help you? What can we do together? How can we build this, um, whatever it is? How can we write together? How we, can we share our stories? That is so much easier and so much a better way, a purer way than the Purell way of, of networking. <laughs> no, but I, I agree with that, with the intent to focus, when you focus on others, when you focus on serving, that, that you feel that, you feel that that's that energy that that authenticity comes through because you want to be a part of that saying I, I'd like to contribute to or when when you've been on the receiving end and someone helped you it, it, it feels good and so it even if you don't necessarily so to speak you know pay it back you're able to pay it forward and help others you're, you don't know that ripple effect that you can have when you've done something kind or you've done something that's supportive or encouraging or instrumental to someone else's growth or their help or what have you. And then you don't know where that can go, where that, that ripple effect can happen I, until maybe, why, maybe they might tell you at some point, you may not ever hear of it. But that's not why I think your show is so great, Jen, is that, that you really put the authors forward and you really share their story. I think it's amazing that you do that. Oh, well, so thank, thank you. you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I just, but it's a great conversation to have. I think it's fun. I like I just feel like it's a, like we're hanging out in Starbucks and everybody else gets to listen, which is a cool thing because it's just such fun information to learn and to share. So, well, thank you. <laughs> what, um, now I know one thing that you had shared with me when we were chatting before we recorded was that you have some really cool things coming up for CEOs of networking, one of which is next month and one is coming in the spring. And I'd love for you to talk a little bit about that. So... My publisher came to me and said, hey, do you want to have a hardcover? 
I'm like, yeah, I would love to have a hardcover version of my book. And so we're actually working on that right now. Um, and I'm actually going to, what's not in my paperback is going to be a forward. Uh, so we're working, uh, and I'm not going to share his name yet, but nope, it's a, an amazing person um, who's going to do my forward and cool. who's actually helped me in my personal journey overall in my career, uh, that kind of thing. So he's going to do my forward. We're working on the cover jacket. Um, and, you know, maybe a couple of more tweaks of, of people I really probably should have acknowledged uh, in the first one that somehow didn't get in and, and there, so all of that. Plus, I'll be honest, Jen, it's, it's okay, it's a little bit of a vanity thing to have a hardcover, come on. <laughs> like, <laughs> I do think that's kind of cool though. I mean, and, and there are, sometimes you do want that book in a hardcover, sometimes, or it's, there's a reason why you have different versions for different things. So, I mean, I think that it's a great thing. I think that's cool, truly. <laughs> well, coincidentally, it comes, it's going to be coming out right after Thanksgiving. So it'll be a perfect time for a gift. Yeah, yeah, I think <laughs> and, it is. And, and I think there's something special when you give a hardcover book to someone as a gift. It's just, it's, it's a little bit more meaningful almost. And it just seems like that, and that they last longer. So that was kind of one of the things and I'm really excited that it's coming out right in time, obviously for the holidays, for that. In the spring, um, I'm coming out with the audio version and this is actually for two, two main reasons. I had some of my connections who, that's all they do is just consume audiobooks because they don't have time to sit down and read and they commute a lot. But the main reason I'm actually doing this is actually for my friend um, from junior high she actually is legally blind. And so she really wanted to hear my books, right? She really wanted to read, hear my book. Okay. And obviously the only way to do that is if it is in an audio format. So um, that was the other reason I, when I kind of went to my publisher and really kind of, they're like, do you want to do this too? You know, most people just do a paperback and hardback, if anything. Um, but do you want to do an audio? And I was like, yes, we're going to have definitely have to do an audio. And they're like, okay, well, it's going to be another about four to six months to produce this for you to read it. And um, that kind of thing. I'm like, okay. So they're sending me the audio equipment and now I have to set up a special space. I'm like, <laughs> but so, I love that. I love so. that. And I love that you're going to narrate the book. I realized that sometimes uh, someone else can narrate, even if it's nonfiction, there are plenty of amazing uh, narrators, voice yeah. actors that they're just, they're phenomenal. But at the same time, sometimes it's just really special when you have written this book, you know, the, inf the inflection you're thinking, and you can, it just almost heightens that, that experience a little bit more because the author is reading the book. I just think that that's so cool that you're going to be doing that. Yes, we're setting up the studio. And so it'll be, hopefully it'll be amazing. Um, they're like just making sure to set up the time. Um, but, you know, we're going through the coming up, what, November, December, January. So hopefully things will slow down a little bit for me to, to really yeah. work on that. Yeah, usually that can happen. In one space, it can slow down. In some spaces, it can feel like it picks up with the holidays. But sometimes in the HR space, it feels like it can slow down just a little bit because we're getting, we don't really always transition into the hiring space until, well, depending upon the, the path, but you know, that can usually happen towards the beginning of the year. So hopefully it will be all smooth for you. Maybe you'll take some behind the scene photos of your, uh, of your new little setup in the house when it's ready. 
that sounds like so much fun. <laughs> we will. It, it, it'll, well, I might actually have to, I say, set it up in my house. We're actually probably going to go to a studio itself and, and do it just because, and I hope it's not coming across now, but sometimes there's a lot of ambient noise. <laughs> well, but yeah, I get it. And it also might help to feel like you're creating some level of, uh, you know, space. Sometimes you need that transition, that mental transition and to yeah. physically go to a different space. And that might also help too. Yeah. So it's I, a lot of exciting things. I'm, I'm super excited about it. And so my friends, she, she's like, I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> I love it. I think that that's cool. And it's just another example of serving too, because you heard a need and you found a way to, to facilitate it. And that's just a really cool way because to your point, just like with hardback or paperback, someone might prefer a different format over another, but same with audio. Someone might say, I, like you said, the, the being in the car, listen, I listen to books quite a bit, especially when I'm in the car or doing something else. I'll listen to a book. I'll physically read a book. So I like all different formats, but yeah. I just think that that's another, another way of serving, another way of connecting and reaching other people to help be a service. I love that. You know, it's kind of also interesting when we were talking about um, how we got to know each other. In my book, I actually do talk about how podcasting is a form of networking. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I definitely agree with that. I think it's really cool because every person that I've had the opportunity to have on, it just it's just so cool because I'm so excited to have them. And it's such a great experience to to be able to do that and then share what, uh, share what they're doing. So I I love that. I think it's so much fun. <laughs> but anyway, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Heidi, for taking the time to be on the show. You have been so much fun and so much goodness shared. Where can people connect with you and where can they get your book? So you can definitely, um, my book is available on Amazon and Barnes and Nobles um, online and hopefully some in the Barnes and Noble stores. Um, you can also connect with me. Please connect with me on uh, LinkedIn and Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook. You can follow me on YouTube. We're all, I'm all out there. So connect with me. I, I would love to meet with y'all. If you ever need any just one-on-one -on -one consultations for job seeking, I'm happy and open to do that. We'll, we can set up some time and, and I'll be Zoomed together. <laughs> Thank you so, so much, Heidi. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening today. I'm so glad you were here and know there were some valuable nuggets shared to keep going, keep writing, and keep sharing your work. I'm a big believer that if you have a book that's in your heart to write, then there's someone else out there who needs to read it. Your story needs to be shared, so you have to write it and get it out into the world. Until next time, Keep swimming upstream while going with the flow and get your book into the world. To learn more about Tough Fish and jump into the pond, visit jennifermilius.com forward slash tough fish.